and I have been doing at the Family Research Laboratory, originally located at the University of Washington and now part of our Relationship Research Institute in Seattle. The Love Lab, as we've come to call it, is a research facility where husbands and wives are screened, interviewed, and observed interacting with each other. Researchers use video cameras, heart monitors, and other biofeedback equipment to determine people's stress levels during conversations with their partners. This information is then coded and mathematically analyzed. By collecting and analyzing such data on thousands of couples and tracking their progress over time, we've learned an enormous amount about the dynamics of marriage. And ultimately, we've been able to determine which interactions lead to lasting happiness and which interactions lead to emotional distance and divorce. In the best-selling book Blink, journalist Malcolm Gladwell refers to our process as thin slicing. Simply put, this means we're able to quickly determine a great deal of information about a couple from analyzing a very thin slice of data collected in one short lab session. The reason our swift analysis works is because each thin slice of data is actually grounded in a tremendous amount of thick slicing, that is, huge volumes of data that we've been collecting and validating on thousands of other couples for more than 30 years. To help everyday couples use these discoveries to improve their own marriages, we established the Gottman Institute, which provides therapy and workshops for husbands and wives, as well as training for marriage therapists. Combining my extensive research findings with Julie's 30 years of experience as a clinical psychologist, we've developed a body of advice that's based on two surprisingly simple truths. Number one, happily married couples behave like good friends. In other words, their relationships are characterized by respect, affection, and empathy. They pay close attention to what's happening in each other's life, and they feel emotionally connected. One of my studies of couples discussing conflict demonstrates this well. It showed that spouses in happy, stable marriages made five positive remarks for every one negative remark when they were discussing conflict. In contrast, couples headed for divorce offered less than one, 0.8, actually, positive remarks for every single negative remark. Number two, happily married couples handle their conflicts in gentle, positive ways. They recognize that conflict is inevitable in any marriage and that some problems never get solved, never go away. But these couples don't get gridlocked in their separate positions. Instead, they keep talking with each other about conflicts. They listen respectfully to their spouse's perspectives, and they find compromises that work for both sides. With this audiobook, we give you an intimate view of 10 couples who learn to work through serious problems that were threatening their marriage. Problems like infidelity, overwork, adjustment to parenthood, unresolved anger and resentment, and a loss of interest in sex. You'll learn a bit about each couple's background and how they perceive the problems they brought to the love lab. You'll also hear parts of the conversations that occurred when we asked husbands and wives to talk to each other about their problems. For each couple, we present two dialogues, one that took place before we counseled them and one that happened after they heard our advice. You might learn to detect some of the most common stumbling blocks 
that occur in relationships. You may notice, for example, places where a few words spoken in haste can take a conversation and a marriage down a dangerous path. You may learn to spot behaviors proven by my research to damage relationships. These include a set of particularly poisonous patterns of interaction we call the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Our studies have shown that, left unchecked, these behaviors can send couples into a downward spiral that ends in divorce. The four horsemen are criticism. Often criticism appears as a complaint or episode of blaming that's coupled with a global attack on your partner's personality or character. Criticism frequently begins with you always or you never. Defensiveness. These are counterattacks people use to defend their innocence or avoid taking responsibility for a problem. Defensiveness often takes the form of cross-complaining or whining. Contempt. This is criticism bolstered by hostility or disgust. Think of somebody rolling their eyes while you're trying to tell them something important about yourself. Contempt often involves sarcasm, mocking, name-calling, or belligerence. Stonewalling. This happens when listeners withdraw from the conversation, offering no physical or verbal cues that they're affected by what they hear. Interacting with somebody who does this is like talking to a stone wall. You will also notice where these couples make great strides. That is where they say or do something that strengthens the relationship by making them feel closer, encouraging compromise, or healing old wounds. Examples of such positive behaviors include softened startup. This is the ability to start talking about a complaint or problem gently without criticizing or insulting your partner. When one spouse does this, the other is more willing to listen, making compromise possible. Turning toward your partner, close relationships consist of a series of emotional bids. That is, your partner reaches out for emotional connection with a comment, a question, a smile, or a hug. You can choose to, one, turn away, ignoring the bid. Two, turn against, reacting with anger or hostility. Three, turn toward, showing you're open, listening, and engaged. Our research shows that habitually turning away or turning against your partner's bids harms your marriage. But consistently turning toward your partner strengthens emotional bonds, friendship, and romance. Repairing the conversation. This is an effort to de-escalate negative feelings during a difficult encounter. A repair can be an apology, a smile, or a bit of humor that breaks the tension and helps you both feel more relaxed. Accepting influence. Partners who are open to persuasion from each other generally have stronger, happier marriages. Being stubborn or domineering has just the opposite effect. Our studies show that a husband's willingness to accept influence from his wife can be particularly helpful to forming a strong, happy marriage. Now, such concepts may seem familiar to people who have read my previous books or attended our workshops. The difference with this audiobook is that it invites you right into the Love Lab. You spend time with 10 couples who agreed to let us share their stories so that the work we did together 
might help others. For privacy, we've used fictional names and changed some identifying characteristics, but the situations and the conversations you'll hear are real. Unlike books that simply tell you how to change your marriage, this audiobook actually shows you how that transformation happens. How real couples talking about truly difficult problems can change the dynamics of their conversations. How they can stop having the same painful, destructive interactions over and over again and move on to a more peaceful coexistence. You will hear how they take the tools we suggest and use them to build back that sense of affection and romance that attracted them to each other in the first place. You may notice that many of the changes the couples make are small, simple adjustments, not big, complicated ones. A husband may, for example, learn to ask his wife more questions about how she's feeling, or a wife may learn to express more appreciation for all the work her husband's been doing. We might advise a couple to stop and take a break and calm down when they're in the middle of a heated discussion. Or we might give them strategies for going to a deeper level in their conversations, sharing their hopes and dreams. While the changes we suggest may not always seem like a big deal, our research shows that small positive behaviors frequently repeated can make a big difference in the long-term success of a marriage. You could compare this work to piloting a plane cross-country. A turn of a few degrees over Ohio may seem like a small adjustment, merely fine-tuning. But in the long run, it determines whether you end up in San Francisco or Los Angeles. So it is with a long-term relationship. When both partners commit to making small but consistently positive changes in their interactions, they can take their marriage to a much